وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجاء ربك and your lord has come meaning what will happen at the time when the earth has been pounded and your lord has come والملك and also the angels and how will the angels come on the day of judgment صفا صفا صف after صف in rows rank upon rank what do we learn from this that allah the exalted will come on the day of judgment he will arrive in order to judge between his servants how will he come we don't know we don't describe it but we believe in it without denying any part of it some say that waja'a rabbuka what it means is waja'a amru rabbik that the command of your lord will come well that has already come The command of your Lord already came because of which the earth was founded and finished. That's obvious. And here, Amr is not mentioned. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Ayah 210, Allah says, هَلْ يَنظُرُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظُلَلٍ مِنَ الْغَمَانِ Same thing is mentioned. What are they waiting for? Are they waiting for Allah to come? The angels, how will they come? Saffan Saffa in rows, in a very disciplined, organized, humble manner. Wasafati Saffa. Even now the angels they form beautiful rows. And on the day of judgment especially. We learn in the Quran that on the day of judgment the sky will break apart. The earth, yes, it will be flattened, and the sky will also be opened up. And as the sky is opened up, The angels will come in rows. They will descend. Where will people be? On the flattened earth. And where will angels be as they descend from the sky? وَالْمَلَكُ عَلَىٰ أَرُجَائِهَا On the borders. Borders of the earth. Meaning, people will be surrounded from all sides. All sides. Think of it this way. Imagine a stadium. Right In the center, there are some people. But they're surrounded from all around by who? Observers. Or think of a criminal that has been caught. He's in the center. And everywhere he looks, right, left, front, behind, who does he find? Police officers. Can he run away? Can he escape? No. Can he go hide somewhere? No. The same thing on the Day of Judgment. People will be assembled on the earth and the angels, they will descend from the sky and then, وَالْمَلَكُ عَلَىٰ أَرُجَائِهَا And all the angels will descend. How many angels are there? The heavens are such that they're filled with angels. We learned that there's no place of even four fingers except that there is an angel there. Doing what? Worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Either in rukur or in sujood. As the Prophet ﷺ said that the heaven, that the sky, it creaks and it has the right to do so. Why? Because so many angels over there. Baytul Ma'mur, how many angels visit that house every day? How many? Thousands. Thousands. وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا Is there any escape? وَجِيءَ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِجَهَنَّمٍ And on that day, جِيَ It will be brought. يَوْمَئِذٍ On that day, what will be brought? بِجَهَنَّمْ Hell will be brought. 
How? With 70,000 leashes, each being held by 70,000 angels. That's how many angels? Over 4 billion angels. Just holding hellfire in place. وَجِيءَ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِجَهَنَّمٍ Hellfire will be brought. Imagine how uncontrollable it is that it's being held in place, not by one brittle, but 70,000. And each being held by not one angel, but 70,000 angels. Now think about this. Everything is finished. The whole earth is what? Bounded, flattened. Everything that you gave so much value to of this world, your jewelry and your makeup and your clothes and your fancy stuff, whatever it is, finished. The things that we wasted our time over. We spent our lives chasing them, preserving them, finding them, buying them, using them, wearing them, showing off with them, talking about them. What is the reality of those things on the Day of Judgment? Dukkatil ardu dakkan dakka finished. Wajaa rabbuk, and you're standing before your Lord because your Lord has come, and you are surrounded by the angels. There is no running away, and now even hell is brought. Yawma idin on that day, yatadakkarul insan, man will remember. That is the time when man will take a lesson. He will understand that, oh, it was really a bad choice I made. Spending so much of my time deciding which earrings to wear. Trying to decide what should I buy, this or that. Does it really make sense? يَوْمَ يَتَذَكَّرُ الْإِنسَانِ That is the time when man will realize how much time he wasted. And really, if we're honest with ourselves, we truly, truly waste our time in things that don't matter at all. And then we complain, I have no time. Because where did our time go? What were we doing at Fajr? What did we do in the past 10 days? Many of you had your exams, now they're done. Check yourself, what have I been doing since my last exam? What did I accomplish in my day and in my night? Yes, while I had my exams, I had a reason to be busy. But now that they're over, what am I doing? What am I doing in this month? What am I doing in my life? Just deciding which clothes to wear and which shoes to wear and how to make my hair and how to put my makeup on? Is that all what our time is going in? وَجِيءَ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِجَهَنَّمٍ Think about the time when hell will be brought. The Prophet ﷺ said that a neck will emerge from the fire on the day of judgment. So hell will be brought, being held by so many angels, and then a neck will emerge from hell. It will have two eyes with which it will see, and two ears with which it will hear. And it will have a tongue with which it will speak. Imagine hell speaking and it will say, وُكِلْتُ بِثَلَاثَةٍ I have been left in charge of three. Meaning three types of people 
hand them over to me. Kulli jabbarin anid, every obstinate oppressor. وَبِكُلِّ مَنْ دَعَى مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَهًا آخَرٍ And everyone who called upon a deity besides Allah. وَبِالْمُصَوِّرِينَ And also those who make images. The Prophet ﷺ said that Allah will surely speak with every one of you. وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ Your Lord will come. The Prophet ﷺ said, Your Lord will speak to every single one of you without an interpreter. There's no one in between. Because you see what happens is that today if you're nervous of speaking to someone, then who do you get? You get somebody else to talk for you. You get somebody else to be there with you. With no interpreter. Man will look at his right side and will see nothing but his deeds. And when he will look to his left side, again he will see nothing but his deeds. Then he will look in front of him and will find nothing but hellfire facing him. So the Prophet ﷺ said at this point, protect yourselves from the fire. Save yourselves from the fire. Even if you can do so by half of a date. Even if that is all you have to spend, give that to save yourself from hellfire. And if he does not find it, then with a kind word. وَجَاءَ رَبُّكَ وَالْمَلَكُ صَفًّا صَفًّا وَجِيءَ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِجَهَنَّمِ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَتَذَكَّرُ الْإِنسَانِ وَأَنَّا لَهُ الذِّكْرَى but anna, but how lahu for him a dhikra the reminder meaning now what use what benefit is this dhikra going to bring him if a person learns this important lesson on the day of judgment what's the benefit it's like if you go to write your exam and you find out that oh these are the questions that are being asked but i never studied that I didn't think it was important. Now I know what's important. Well, what's the point now? What's the point? You can't rewrite that test. It's done. You can't go open your book and study it. Now it's done. Allah lahu dhikra. On the day of judgment, if a person learns this important lesson that my time is precious, it's going to be of no use. Because now the fajrs are gone. Now the nights are gone. Now the days, the months are gone. Life is over. The question is that those who make images, what does it mean by that? It's basically those who make images to be worshipped. Right? Or those who make images, pictures of the creation with a sense of pride or a competition with the real creator. All right? So repenting on the day of judgment, is it going to benefit a person? Crying on the day of judgment, apologizing at that time promising to make a change then will be of no use. Because after seeing the punishment, what's the point? Everyone accepts at gunpoint. يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي Then a person will say, يَا لَيْتَنِي Oh, I wish قَدَّمْتُ لِحَيَاتِي I had sent ahead for my life. 
Oh, I wish I had done something for my life. Which life? The real life. The life of the hereafter. Because that is actual life. What about the life of this world? What is the reality of the life of this world? In Surah Al-Ankabut, Ayah 64, وَمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا لَهْوٌ وَلَعِبٌ The life of this world is nothing except play and amusement. وَإِنَّ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةِ And indeed the home of the hereafter, لَهِيَ الْحَيَوَانِ Surely that is real life. That is actual life. لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ If only they knew. But isn't it amazing that when a person is enjoying themselves physically, they're enjoying themselves in this world, what do they think? I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying my life. We think we are living our life now. And this is the reason why all of our efforts and all of our striving is directed to what? Present life. This is why we worry so much about how we are dressed up, what we are wearing, everything. We're so conscious about it, so careful. We research on it. We spend money on it. We spend so much time on it. We think this is real life. This is not real life. This is a test. Real life is the next life. It's in paradise. So on the day of judgment, a person will wish يَا لَيْتَنِي قَدَّمْتُ لِحَيَاتِي Oh, I wish I had done something for my life. In Surah Furqan, Ayah 27, we learn, وَيَوْمَ يَعَضُّ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى يَدَيْهِ It's the day when the wrongdoer will bite his own hands out of regret, out of anger, out of frustration. يَقُولُ يَا لَيْتَنِي قَدَّمْتُ لِحَيَاتِي Even in this life, People have regrets. For example, when a person reaches high school and they're not able to take a certain course, they have regrets. I wish I had studied last semester. I wish I had worked hard in middle school. When they get to university, again they have regrets. I wish I had taken such and such course. I wish I had studied that week so I could have passed that course in order to get into this program. We have these regrets. And these regrets should remind us, should make us realize the seriousness of the regrets on the Day of Judgment. Ya laytani qaddamtu lihayati. Real life will begin after we die. After we leave this world. This is not real life. No matter what difficulty we have, it will be over. No matter what blessing we have, it will be over. Real life is after death. فَيَوْمَ إِذِنْ So on that day, لَا يُعَذِّبُ He will not punish. No one will punish. عَذَابَهُ As his punishment. أَحَدٌ Any person, anyone. Meaning on the day of judgment, no one will punish as his punishment. Whose punishment? The punishment that Allah will give. No punishment that has ever been given can even compare to the punishment that Allah will give on the Day of Judgment. لا يعذب عذابه أحد 
no one has ever given such punishment that Allah will give on the day of judgment. And what this means is that it will be the most severe punishment. وَلَا يُثِقُوا And none will bind. يُثِقُوا وَثَقْ is to bind, to tie somebody up, imprison them. لَا يُثِقُوا He will not bind. وَثَقَهُ As his binding. Meaning as Allah will bind the evildoers. أَحَدٌ Anybody. No one has ever tied someone up and jailed them up the way that Allah will imprison the criminals on the Day of Judgment. Meaning, the punishment of the Day of Judgment is the most severe and the imprisonment of the Day of Judgment is most severe. وَلَا يُوثِقُ وَثَاقَهُ أَحَدٌ Just think about this. Think about this for a moment. The punishments that are given in this world, sometimes we cannot even read their description. It's so horrifying. It's so frightening. But what does Allah say? That on the day of judgment, that punishment that Allah will give to the evildoers will be far worse than anything that has ever been done in this world. The way people will be imprisoned in hell, the way they will be shackled in hell, will be far worse than the way people are shackled and imprisoned in this world. وَلَا يُثِقُ وَثَاقَهُ أَحَدٌ For some is عَذَاب after death. And for others is a beautiful message at the time of death. يَا أَيَّتُهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطْمَئِنَّةِ يَا أَيَّتُهَا O you, النَّفْسُ the soul, الْمُطْمَئِنَّةِ the reassured one, the content one. Mutma'inna. Ta, meem, hamza, noon. Tama'nina. Contentment. And mutma'inna is one who is content. One who is at rest. One who is satisfied. There are some people who are satisfied in this life. Why? Because they have everything they want? Everything in this world? No. It's because they recognize that blessings are a test. And hardships are also a test. Both are from Allah. And behind both is wisdom. So they don't associate wealth with honor. And they don't associate hardship with humiliation. No. They understand that this is from Allah. And when a person begins to live like this, then they find true contentment. Contentment comes, how? When a person is pleased with Allah. What does it mean by that? That no matter what happens, the person is calm, knowing that Allah, my Lord, decreed this. And if He decreed this, there is good in it. يَا أَيَّتُهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطْمَئِنَّةِ Who is this mutma'innah soul? The one who is pleased, satisfied, with two things. Firstly, Allah's qada and al-qadr. His decree. His decisions. That I should get sick, or I should have this, or I should not have this. I should pass this, or I should fail this, or I should... Whatever happens in our life, happens by what? By what? Allah's decree. So the mutma inna soul is the one who is 
pleased with Allah's decisions. Pleased with Allah's decree. You see, every one of us is tested in our lives. Some of us may be in a situation where we never saw our parents. Or maybe we come from very abusive families. Or maybe we have faced oppression. Or maybe we have suffered from extreme poverty. Or maybe we have suffered from extreme health issues. Whatever our story is, remember whatever has happened in your story has happened by Allah's decree. His permission. This was His planning for you. So mutma'inna is the one who accepts Allah's decree. This is what Allah decided for me. I accept it. Secondly, mutma'inna is the person who is content and happy with Allah's commands. His commands. What commands? The commands in the deen, in our religion. Whether it is the command to pray or the command to wear something or not wear something, say something or not say something, eat something or not eat something, whatever it is. Fast or whatever. Mutma'inna is the person who is pleased with Allah in every state. On receiving blessings and in hardship. And you see, itmi'nan is the rest and tranquility that a person finds after, after turmoil, after uneasiness, after difficulty. So mutma'inna is who? The person who has experienced hardship, but they came out of that hardship, how? Bitter? How? They came out of that hardship. How? Who is mutma'inna? Content. Not vengeful. Not frustrated. Not angry. No self-pity. But only satisfaction and acceptance that my Lord decreed this. And you see, we can say that, oh mutma'inna, mutma'inna, I wish I was mutma'inna, I hope I am. Because you know, there are so many things in my life which I don't like, but I accept them. Maybe we're thinking only about big things. Think about the little things even. Think about little things even. What is our reaction when we get hurt, when we get sick, when we feel hungry, or when something that we don't like happens to us? Whatever it may be. Even if it's snow, even if there's snow all day, how do we react at that time? What do we say? Do we get upset because of the cold? Do we get irritated because of the snow? Snow will not fall itself, will it? When will it fall? When? At Allah's command. So part of being mutma'inna is to accept the weather also. You cannot be pleased with big things until you are pleased with the little things. You cannot be content with major things until you are content with the minor things in your life also. Ya ayyatuha nafsul mutma'inna. This itmi'nan is when it is the ease you find after being uneasy. And you will only find it by turning to Allah. Because Allah bidikrillahi tatma'innul qulub. The relief that a person finds after being in hardship. Now, you see, this will be said to a person, to the believer, at the time of their death. Because what this shows is, the term mutma'inna, what does it show? That the believer is in struggle all their life. 
They're always pushing themselves to prepare for the akhirah. So a believer will find rest and contentment and happiness and relief when? When? After death. After death. That is the goal. And the one who is looking for ease and comfort now, then they will be suffering, they will be in difficulty after death. Because you see, Iman and Amal Salih. Amal Salih, what does Amal mean? Work. Which work is easy? Really. Even if you have to write by hand, that gets tiring after some time. Every work, it brings some level of difficulty. So, يَا أَيَّتُهَا النَّفْسُ الْمُطْمَئِنَّةِ إِرُجِعِي You return. The angels of death will say this to the person, that you return, go back, إِلَى رَبِّكْ to your Lord. Your Lord sent you here, and He tested you with difficulties and with ease. And you struggled, striving to meet Him, striving to prepare something, to please Him with, now it is time to go back to your Lord. But you return to your Lord in what state? Radiyatan, مَرْضِيَّةً Radiya, satisfied, pleased, and مَرْضِيَّة, pleasing. You see, Radiyatan, مَرْضِيَّة, what does it mean? That this person at the time of death, they will be happy, happy to meet Allah, But also what this means is that they will be pleased, they will be made happy by the treatment they are given, by the way that they are welcomed, by the way that they are addressed. So, رَضِيَةً مَرْضِيَّةً What does it mean? رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ وَرَضُوا عَنْهُ That Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with Allah. So return to your Lord in a state when your Lord is happy with you. This is victory. This is success. Success is not when you get your eye makeup right. No. Really it's not. But this is our short-sightedness. We get very happy when we get these silly temporary things right. And we get upset and agitated if we cannot get them right. This is where our life goes. Success is that you find happiness and joy with Allah's decisions in your life, with Allah's commands. That you don't go to salah heavily. You go to salah happily. Irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyya. Such a person will be free of anxiety on the day of judgment. And even in this world, while facing hardship, a person who is content and pleased with Allah remains at peace. اِرْجِعِي إِلَىٰ رَبِّكِ رَاضِيَةً مَرْضِيَّةً فَدُخُولِي فِي عِبَادِي So enter amongst my servants. Meaning the righteous servants who have already gone before you, come join them. عِبَادِي Who are Allah's servants? Everyone is Allah's servant. But when Allah gives an honor to a special servant by saying, My servant, who is that servant? The servant that Allah is pleased with. And who are those? الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Who are they? The prophets, the siddiq, the shuhada, the righteous, the salihun. فَدُخُلِي فِي عِبَادِي Enter among my righteous servants. 
And this is what we pray for. وَأَدْخِلْنِي بِرَحْمَتِكَ فِي عِبَادِكَ الصَّالِحِينَ Yusuf alayhi salam also, what did he say? تَوَفَّنِي مُسْلِمًا وَأَلْحِقْنِي بِالصَّالِحِينَ Who do we wish to be with? Because الْمَرْءُ مَعَ مَنْ أَحَبَّ A person will be with those whom he loves. Do we love someone because of their wealth? Do we love someone because of their status? Well, that's not going to matter on the Day of Judgment. Loving someone for their iman, for their taqwa, for their goodness, this is what will matter. فَدُخُلِي فِي عِبَادِي وَدُخُلِي جَنَّتِي And enter my jannah. Jannah belongs to Allah. And none can enter his jannah except after making him happy. If you please Allah, if you fix your affairs with Allah, then you enter Jannah. So this is what we all need to think about. What is my relationship with my Lord? How often do I think about Him? What do I do only for Him? What am I doing to meet Him? What am I preparing for my meeting with Him? How much of my time goes in seeking Allah? And how much of my time goes in seeking the useless things of this world? What do I say with my mouth? Is it something that will please my Lord? Or is it something that will maybe impress some people, but they will upset Allah? وَدُخُلِي jannati. Those who are content with Allah, happy with Allah, accepting Allah's decree, His commands, then they will be given such good news at the time of their death. Allahumma inna nas'aluka nafsan bika mutma'inna. Allahumma inni as'aluka nafsan bika mutma'inna. Oh Allah, I ask you for a soul that is content with you. Tu'minu biliqa'ik. That believes in your meeting. Watarda biqada'ik. That is pleased with your decree. وَاتَّقْنَعُ بِعَطَائِكَ And that is satisfied with your gifts. Recitation. بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرِ وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ وَاللَّيْنِ إِذَا يَسْرِ هَلْ فِي ذَلِكَ قَسَمٌ لِذِي حِجْرِ أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ فَعَلَ رَبُّكَ بِعَادِ إِرَمَ ذَاتِ الْعِمَادِ الَّتِي لَمْ يُخْلَقْ مِثْلُهَا فِي الْبِلَادِ وَثَمُودَ الَّذِينَ جَابُوا الصَّخْرَ بِالْوَادِ وَفِرْعَوْنَ ذِي الْأَوْتَادِ الَّذِينَ طَغَوْا فِي الْبِلَادِ فَأَكْثَرُوا فِيهَا الْفَسَادِ فَصَبَّ عَلَيْهِمْ رَبُّكَ سَوْطَ عَذَابِ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ لَبِالْمِرْصَادِ فَأَمَّا 
الْإِنسَانُ إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَأَكْرَمَهُ وَنَعَّمَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَكْرَمَنْ وَأَمَّا إِذَا مَبْتَلَاهُ فَقَدَرَ عَلَيْهِ رِزْقَهُ فَيَقُولُ رَبِّي أَهَانًا كَلَّا بَلْ لَا تُكْرِمُونَ الْيَتِيمِ وَلَا تَحَابُّونَ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ وَتَأْكُلُونَ التُّرَاثَ أَكْلًا لَمَّا وَتُحِبُّونَ الْمَالَ حُبًّا جَمَّا إذا دكت الأرض دكا دكا وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجيء يومئذ بجهنم يومئذ يتذكر الإنسان وأنا له الذكرى يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي فيومئذ لا يعذب عذابه أحد ولا يوثق وثاقه أحد يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي